Welcome back to the Lazy Christian Podcast, where we're surrendering laziness and embracing faith. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Allie. And today is the second part of our three-part series titled, In the Beginning. Thank you guys for being with us. If this is your first time, welcome. Please join us as we embark into Genesis, the account of creation. We hope that you love what you've heard so far, and we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hear about God with us. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, make sure to go back and check that out so you are all caught up to today. Yeah, and as always, you can find us on all social media platforms. Look for us, The Lazy Christians, The Lazy Christian Podcast. In today's reading of chapter two in the book of Genesis, we will have you actually doing the reading, Allie. Yeah. To talk about the man and woman in Eden. Right. And it's a pretty serious chapter, too. And we get to learn about the first man and woman ever created. It's something that we can trace our lineage back to. And we're going to see how they were created and what roles Adam had and what roles Eve had and how it played in the process of creation. We get to learn about the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We get to see God paint a picture as to what the garden looked like, a very beautiful place. Mm -hmm. We found exciting stuff in here, and we hope you guys are excited too as we listen to more of God's powerful word. Right. So you want to make sure you stay tuned for our discussion after the reading because there's a lot to talk about and cover. Yeah. Yeah. You'll want to follow along with your Bibles or the Bible app if you have one because this is one to listen to. Without further ado, Ali, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get into it. This is the second part of our three-part series. In the beginning, I'll be reading Genesis 2 from the NLT version. So the creation of heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of creation of the heavens and the earth. The man and woman in Eden. The Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees growing up the ground, trees that were beautiful and produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The first branch, called Pishon, flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where the gold is found. The gold of this land is exceptionally pure. Aromic resin and onyx stones are often found there. The second branch, called Gihon, followed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called Tigris, flowed east of the land of Asher. And the fourth branch is called Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for them. 
He gave them names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made the woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh, and she will be called woman, because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife. The two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. End of chapter. All right, that was really good. I really like this chapter a lot. It's such a foundational chapter of the Bible. Oh, you're right. And I think one of the things I love about this chapter is it's about the creation of man and woman in the garden. And, and like you said, it's foundational. It's the creation of humans as well as a marriage. And we'll see that at the end of this chapter. All right, so let's get into the discussion. In verse 2-2, we read, By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Let's talk about that. The he rested part. God needs rest? I think that can be confusing to some people. Yeah, absolutely. So here's the question, right? How could an all-powerful and all-knowing and all-sufficient God who needs nothing, who lacks nothing, who has everything, how could he need rest? What's the intent there? So we've already seen through the creation story in chapter one that everything he does, it has purpose, it has reason, and it has intent. So God chose to pause. He chose to rest. Well, why? Because God's rest, it had nothing to do with him, but it had everything to do with us. Right. In God's infinite wisdom and love for us, he established the Sabbath as a sacred day of rest and time to cease from doing work. God desired for us, his creation, to be able to recognize and embrace our inherent need which is a little rest and relaxation, a little R&R. <laughs> exactly. And, and the text doesn't say that he was tired. It gives an example later on in the Bible in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So we serve a God that recognizes that we need rest, that he has created a day for us to rest by his example. Right. Going into verse 5, neither wild plants nor grains were grown on the earth. For the Lord had not sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. So looking into that verse, see, we can see that there was a position for humans. They were hiring. <laughs> God is now creating a place and a space for us. But as it was back then, so is today. We need to be able to take care of our environment and everything around it. Exactly. And because before that, the springs were in some cases, um, in some versions, it says mist. They're doing the watering because there weren't any hoopings yet. Mm -hmm. That goes to show that as God's representatives, we are here to cultivate and be the caretakers of nature and the environment. We are the governors of earth, so to speak, under the creation of God. Yeah. So then in verse seven, it says, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. So in the first chapter, we read that God speaks life into the world. But in this part, he's breathing life into the man's nostrils. So to quote one of my favorite books by Dr. Tony Evans, Kingdom of Man, in it he says that Adam became a living soul when the immaterial spirit was placed within him. That word immaterial stuck out to me mm -hmm. because you can see the man is made from the dust of the earth, dust from earth's material. However, what is the spirit made out of? Science can explain everything else, but the spirit is immaterial of the earth. And that means nothing created from the earth was breathed into the man's nostrils. It's simply life, the spirit. And that goes to show 
that there is an existence of God. There's proof of God's existence because without God, we would not have a soul. And without God, we would not have the spirit of life inside us. Amen. I love that. So God formed the man. And then later on, we'll find out about how he made the woman. But he made him out of his own hands. We were formed and created and crafted. And and what that makes me think about is things that are handcrafted, right? So machines can make jewelry, they can make watches, and even maybe furniture. But when something's handcrafted, the value of that item, it instantly goes up, right? Everything else God created prior to this, he spoke into existence, which is still good. But with us, he used his hands and he breathed life into us. So we're so special. We're so unique that we had to be made with his own hands. He had to craft us in his image for us to be just right. That's how special we are to him. Yeah, that was very good. I love hearing that. Okay. So moving over into verse 15, where it says the Lord placed the man in the garden to tend and watch over it. You can see in Genesis 2.15, the man was placed in the garden to cultivate and upkeep the grounds to make the land productive and to develop his potential. Then out of the fruits of his labor, he would have enough to provide for those in his care. So God gave the man a job. He got hired. (laughs) (laughs) He got the job. (laughs) That's great. So then in verse 16, God warns him. And he says, you may freely eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden. And then in 17, he says, accept the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And if you eat this fruit, you will surely die. So what I think the tree is representing is it's a choice. It's the first choice that I think that man was given, you know. And what's important here to note that I want to point out is that God is only speaking to the man. There's no other humans created yet. He's specifically giving these instructions just to the man. I agree with you 100%. That is a good verse to remember. And I want the audience to remember as well once we get into chapter three, because we'll come back to this verse again. The man was the only one God told to not eat of the tree. And at the time he was the only one created. Exactly. And going into Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. The man was made perfect but incomplete, to quote Dr. Tony Evans in Kingdom of Man. He was created in such a way that carrying out the task of dominion over the garden could not be sufficient without help, without assistance. Now that goes to show, folks, to advance in life, we cannot possibly do it alone or by ourselves. We need help just like the man needed a helper. Exactly. And then later on in verse 19, we see that God made all sorts of animals and birds, and he brings them to the man, letting him name them. Exactly. God had formed all animals but gave Adam the authority to name them. This is a showcase of love for what God deemed the greatest creation, which is man. It is also letting us know one of the first acts of man's free will. Yeah. So then the the end of that verse 20, it says, there was still no helper just right for him. Right. The garden was there. God put it in the east and it was vast and wide. Hence why Adam would need a helper and why not extend to a helper he can be fruitful with and reproduce with and grow with. Mm -hmm. So here we go. This is the part where God's finally going to create the woman, the second human to be ever made. So this whole time it's just Adam alone. He's working, naming animals, hanging out with God in the garden. So in verse 21, we see that God causes the man to fall into a deep sleep. He takes Drugged out. <laughs> he him. He takes out one of his, took out one of his ribs, and um, makes a woman from that rib, and then he brings her to the man. And now it's important, and we'll come back to that later. But when God brings her to the man in verse twenty three, the man says, "At last, this one is bone for my bone and flesh for my flesh, and she will be called woman because she was taken for man." God named Adam, and Adam named Eve, demonstrating the flow of accountability and responsibility. 
Nothing from the head above and nothing from the leg which is below, but from the side, which signifies equality and part of her joining the kingdom of God. Exactly. So just to reiterate what you said is she was taken, she wasn't taken from the head. Nothing from in front of him or behind him, but from his side. So they were created equally, but they were created differently. And that's that's imperative. And what I love is when you and I looked up the actual function of the rib. It's to protect your vital organs. Mm-hmm. It's the first line of defense for the heart and the lungs, which are, you know, it's basically your lifeline. So let's circle back to that verse 22 that I said we were going to come back when God brought her to the man. That was eye-opening for me because we see the woman, she was made for the man, not the other way around. He wasn't made for her. She was made with intricate detail for him, and then she was brought to him. And again, Adam was made perfect but incomplete. There was something missing. His rib. Yes. You see that God presented him with all these animals. This is this part is showing that no other is suitable for man. Only a woman, not another man, not another dog, a horse, or a bear. I know you see men... I know you see dogs are men's best friend, but you can see here the perfect helper is a woman. Only a man and a woman can be equally joined to make one flesh. Absolutely. And I think, again, we want to point out that the man and the woman weren't created at the same time. And we'll touch on that in the next episode in Chapter 3. But they were made at specifically different times, and they saw different things. Right. And then in verse 24, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. So in order to start your own kingdom, as a man, you must first leave your parents' household. You must join with your wife. Once you are joined, you are no longer within your parents' household. You have now started your own kingdom. That means there's no going back. You are moving forward. You are now formed into one flesh. You are no longer a child. You are a king. And this is your kingdom. And this is now your garden that you have to cultivate as you are joined with your wife. Yeah, and I think, too, the same thing with women. So when a daughter becomes a wife, she's leaving her father's care and his authority, and she joins her husband's kingdom. And this is what needs to happen in order to build a foundation of God's kingdom. And that's why a father gives his daughter away at a wedding. It's it's symbolizing separation from her parents, but never apart from God. So both the husband and the wife become one. And this is, this is math that doesn't make sense, right? Two become one, two people work as one, and as one unit. Right, I like that. In the last verse, 25 says, now the man and his wife were both naked, but felt no shame. Another important note to take as we move into the next chapter. Yeah, and we'll see this in chapter three, that they eventually felt shame while being naked. So they didn't feel shame now, but they feel shame later. That's what a foreshadow that is. But let's conclude chapter two here. Let's do a little rest and relaxation. Let's do a little conclusion. Ali, how do you feel about this chapter? I love it. And I think just to reiterate what you said in the beginning about a foundation, it is. It's a foundational chapter. It's a good base as we prepare for our launch into the journey of reading the Bible with you guys. Right. I mean, it introduces us to us, the humans, the first humans ever made by God. So some key takeaways that we got from our reading the discussion. First one is the breath of life. God breathed life into the man. That life was immaterial of the earth. And the second point we want to make, our second key takeaway, is he made Adam perfect but incomplete. God says it's not good for man to be alone. He makes a helper out of his rib. Yeah, those are good. So, and I think the third one I would point out would be the creation of woman at a different time than the creation of man. You know, the woman was made for the man, but not the man for the woman. And she was made from his rib. She was made as his wife, and then two became one. 
Right. So there are plenty of other takeaways in our three. You may have more takeaways than we had, and you, you should let us know. Mm-hmm. We hope you like what you heard today. We appreciate you guys for listening to us. Please like and send us some comments. Anything you want to add to the conversation, we're definitely up for it. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are great, and thanks so much for listening. Join us as we head into the final part of this three-part series. We'll be reading from Genesis chapter 3 in the next one. All right. This chapter is one of the most interesting, in my opinion, as there is an entity we are introduced to, an entity with only one job, and that is to steal, kill, and destroy. So one one life lesson to learn is to watch out for snakes in the grass. Snakes in the grass. That's one of them jokes I told her. (laughs) It's been a lovely time meeting with you guys, and I would like us to pray right now. Ali, can you pray us out? Yeah, so Holy Spirit, just come. Father God, we thank you so much for everything that you're doing. We thank you for illuminating your word, Lord Jesus. We ask for blessings for those listening to this, Father God. We thank you for everything that you have done for us, everything that you're doing now that we can't see, and everything that you will do for us, Father God. In your precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for being the best part of this podcast. As always, this is the Lazy Christian Podcast, and I'm Mitchell. And I'm Allie. You guys enjoy the rest of your day.